Welcome to the Love Marriage Again podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Siobhan Parat. In this podcast, you will receive the wisdom, the insight, and the tools you need to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Your marriage is meant to be amazing. Your marriage should be your favorite place to be. Your marriage should bring out the best in you. I'm here to help you create that. In each episode, I'll coach you to improve your communication, build a deeper connection, become a more united team, and experience more intimacy. Here, we have real conversations about what can make marriage hard, and more importantly, how to make it easy. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I'm so delighted that you have joined me for this podcast episode. We are going to be diving into the topic of getting on the same page. Now, if you have been listening to this podcast before today, you can probably already tell that my voice is a little bit different. It is more raspy than normal. I am still battling this cough that just wants to hang out with me. So forgive me for a little bit of raspiness. I will try to keep my voice even keel because when I get too excited and too loud, it like skips octaves and it gets really, really crackly. So I'm going to keep it very mellow for as much as I can because I'm actually quite passionate about this topic and the way that I want to have a conversation with you about it. So one of the most common topics that I get asked about is how do you get on the same page? It's so frustrating when we're not on the same page. I've been doing a lot of consultations with couples who are struggling to get on the same page with some really important issues, um, most recently parenting. And getting on the same page to me starts with your mindset. It starts with how you're thinking about each other, how you're thinking about your perspective, how you're thinking about your spouse's perspective. And I wanted to start our conversation on this topic really with the mindset, right? Like I could walk you through the conversation protocols that I typically give my clients of like, step one, do this, step two, say that. But it would really be doing a disservice to the mindset that is required to actually implement those things, right? I want you to think about if you were in the gym, right? And you wanted to like really work on your core body strength and your trainer has you doing a set of exercises that to you just doesn't quite make sense. You're not going to do it, right? Like you're going to be really resistant. You're going to be really frustrated. But when they break it down to you, like this is why this exercise is actually related to your core. This is what it's doing. This is why it's doing that. This is what you have to keep in mind when you're doing it. You're going to execute the exercise and be much more likely to get the ultimate result. And 
when it comes to communication, when it comes to having conversations where you and your spouse are already entering the conversation on different lanes or on different sides, the mindset that you both bring to the conversation is literally the most important thing. And if you've listened to this podcast before, I'm sure that you've heard me talk about having a we mentality and really seeing yourselves as team members, not opponents. And so the five sort of mindset reframes or mindset shifts I want to offer you are really in that vein. And mindset is so important. It is literally the foundation for how you make any decision in your life. I want you to really like take that in your mindset, the thoughts that you think, the beliefs that you adopt. That determines everything about how you show up to a conversation. I want you to imagine what it's like to have a conversation with someone you feel like is your best friend, for someone who you feel like will always listen to you, will always, you know, empathize with your perspective, validate how you feel, even when they don't agree. But you never feel judged, you never feel dismissed, you never feel offended when you speak to this person. Contrasted with someone you feel like who's there to like make your life harder, who dismisses your perspective, who invalidates your feelings, who wants to end the conversation as quickly as possible, who doesn't want to listen, who wants to fight for their position. Those two people get a different version of you, right? The person that you feel safe with gets a more vulnerable, open version of you versus the person who doesn't feel safe to you gets a wall up, a more aggressive, convincing version of you, right? So... The way you think about your spouse and the way you think about yourselves as a couple determines so much of the energy, the tone, the whole vibe of your conversation together. So I want to offer you five mindset shifts to make that will help you just have a better conversation. And I think At the end of the day, that's all people are looking for. Like, I don't think anyone enters in a marriage believing that you're going to be on the same page 100% of the time about every single issue. But I do believe that everyone wants and expects and desires to be able to have conversations like two mature adults who respect each other and who treat each other with kindness and who treat each other with a level of decency. Right. So many times I have couples coming to me just saying, like, I want to just change the way we argue. Right. Like the hitting below the belt, the mean and hurtful things that are said are just damaging. Right. So 
these things that I'm going to offer you will really help. And I highly suggest that if you tend to just listen to this podcast on your own, and this is an area that you really want to improve with your spouse, share this episode with them, right? Just tell them like, listen, I haven't even listened to this episode yet. I don't even know what she's going to say. I'm not trying to like have a secret agenda for you, but she suggested I share it with you. So I'm following through on that recommendation, right? Just literally right now, before you even hear the shifts, (laughs) share them, share them with your spouse to say, Hey, I'm about to listen to this podcast episode. And right now she's suggesting that I forward it to you. So I'm just doing that. I don't know what she's going to say. Okay. So let's dive in to what those mindset shifts are. Number one. So what I'm going to do as I share these is I'm going to offer the thoughts that you're probably thinking now, and then I'm going to give you replacement thoughts. And the reason that that is so important is because we can recognize sometimes that like, okay, thinking this way is not helpful. I know I need to change the way I see the situation. I know I need to change my perspective on this situation. But a lot of times when I'm coaching people, especially on our Marriage Coach Mondays, which by the way, if you haven't been tuning in, I don't know what in the world is happening for you, but Mondays, 12 noon Eastern, I offer a free coaching call. You can ask me any marriage related question. So for sure, dial in. It's literally just a phone number to call and I'm there to answer your questions. I will give you the number and link to it in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. But what I notice is that as I'm coaching people and I'm identifying their negative thoughts that are keeping them stuck, and I ask them, like, what else could you be thinking? Sometimes people have a hard time answering that question because they're so deep in their current way of thinking that it almost feels impossible to think something differently. So I, in this podcast, am going to give you ideas of what to think differently to get you started. Now you can take these thoughts that I'm going to offer and run with them and create your own and really practice them. And I promise you it will make such a big difference. And this mindset work that I'm going to share in terms of the shifting of your thoughts is work that I highly recommend you do outside of conflict, right? Like this is just the work that you are doing instead of sitting around wondering about, you know, what's going to happen next week or all the things you need to put on your calendar. Spend some time practicing these new thoughts when you're not actively triggered, when you're not having a disagreement. Because building the muscle outside of a contentious conversation helps you handle that conversation so much better when it happens. It's not the time to try to practice these new thoughts when you're knee deep in a disagreement, right? You want to be building your muscle outside of active conversations. All right. So the first shift that I want to help you move from is from thinking the thought, which you were probably thinking now in some conversations, I have to get them to understand 
and replace it with the thought we both want the same thing. Now, before you throw this podcast episode all out, <laughs> because you don't believe you both want the same thing, let me explain. When you really sit with this, and I promise you all of my clients eventually get to the place where this is what they're saying back to me all the time because they see how true it is, is you do both want the same thing. You want to be happy together. You want to have an easy life together. You want to feel like friends. You want to be able to talk about anything and still feel close afterwards. So this idea that you both want the same thing, of course it's true. Even if you have very different approaches, you still want the same thing. And that is what you always want to keep in mind. So when you approach a conversation with the thought, I have to get them to understand, you already have an agenda to try to dominate them, right? I want you to just sit with that. Like, I have to get them to understand. That means I'm coming to this conversation, you know, dukes up, ready for a fight, versus I want you to just feel the energy difference of we both want the same thing. We both want the same thing here. We both have the same shared goal. Now, our approach may be different and the way we think we need to get to that goal may be radically different. But when you can just start with the truth of the matter that you both want the same thing, it is a game changer. So what I want you to do is I want you to think about one of those hot button topics that you don't agree on, that every time you talk about it, someone's upset, someone's trying to convince the other person, someone's saying they're right and the other person's wrong. I want you to take that topic, whatever it is, and teach your brain to find where this thought, we both want the same thing, is true. Only look for where it's true because your brain is going to try to resist it, especially if you have like just very different approaches. But find where it's true. If it's parenting, find where it's true that you both want the same thing for your kids. You want them to be happy, well-adjusted, responsible, productive human beings in the world. Find where that's true when it comes to your finances. You both want to be able to live a life without worry about money, right? Think about where it's true, where it involves work. You both want to have professional endeavors, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're working whatever the case may be, like you both want to have professional endeavors that light you up inside. So try it on this thought. We both want the same thing. This is one of the very first thoughts we dive into inside the marriage upgrade. And we have like six months working together to prove that it's true. Okay. That's number one. The second thought switch or replacement that I want you to make is moving from the belief they are so stubborn or your own version of it to this is someone I love and they are entitled to their own thoughts. Okay. So 
they are so stubborn. I'm going to raise my hand here because this is a thought that often comes up for me in conversations with my husband. One, because he told me from the beginning how stubborn he can be. And I believed him. And so I've been looking for evidence of that, right, for many, many years now. But when I can shift myself from that automatic default thought, right, and I share it with you because some of these thoughts are just automatic. We still have power over them, though. Like once you recognize this is what I'm thinking and it's not helping, you are now in the perfect position to change it and to move yourself in the direction of believing another thought that is also true. And the one that I love whenever we're confronted with a negative belief about our spouse is to remember that this is someone that you love. Even if you're angry with them in the moment, even if you don't like them as your friend or your spouse, you still love them, right? There's still someone that you deeply care about and want to see them well, right? So when you can remind yourself and anchor yourself in this idea that this is someone I love and because I love them, I respect and allow them to have their own thoughts, right? And I put allow them in quotes, but really that's what's happening because when you're in conflict and you're trying to prove your point and you're trying to like override the way they think so that they think more the way that you think, you're not allowing them to be themselves. You're not allowing them to have their own beliefs. And when you can really like step back and say, as a human being, they are entitled to their own opinion. Like I don't get to go inside their head and change the way they think for as much as we would like to do that sometimes. It's just not what is happening. So anchoring into like they're entitled to their thoughts. It doesn't mean you agree with them and it doesn't mean that you don't share your thoughts, but it does shift your energy, right? When you're thinking they are so stubborn. That's so frustrating. Like I'm sure just thinking about it now you get upset But when you can step back and say, okay, this is someone that I love, like I care about this person and I want them to feel good and I want to feel good. Your whole approach to having a conversation and ultimately being able to get on the same page or move closer to being on the same page is so much easier. Okay. All right. Number three. We have to solve this now versus shifting to there's no rush here and we have time. When you are in a rush, when you are impatient, it makes it harder to get on the same page. It's almost like the more impatient and the more rushed you feel, the less capacity you have to listen and to evaluate a lot of options, right? Like your brain just wants to bat away everything, which leads to arguments. So when you can, again, just anchor yourself into this idea that there's no rush here. We have plenty of time. It just creates an easier experience for you, even if there is a deadline, even if There is a specific timeline by which decisions need to be made. 
being able to calm yourself down and take it step by step is going to help you both listen, be more open-minded and really figure it out together. And that's what you want. So when you are feeling rushed, when you are wanting to rush a decision, you're wanting to rush a conversation, that's the time to slow it down, which is the opposite of what you're going to want to do. But it does make such a big difference because it changes your thought process. It changes your ability to just sit and figure it out collaboratively, right? When you're in a rush, how many times do you just say, like, let me just do it myself. Like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for your thoughts here. That's not what you want ultimately, right? So slowing it down grounds you and it also opens up a different part of your brain that can actually have a more mature, productive, effective conversation. Point number four is moving from the thought, it has to be this way, to there are endless ways to meet in the middle. Can you just like lean into that? Like there are endless ways to meet in the middle. How much easier would it be for you to share your thoughts and your spouse to share their thoughts and you just like find a ton of different solutions? I think one of the biggest blocks to getting on the same page is thinking that you're right and they're wrong, which is actually the next point. So I'll like not go too deep into it, but it's really believing that there's only one way to achieve the result. I want to actually shout out my clients who they have like had a longstanding history of issue with his work schedule and his work obligations and additional obligations on top of his work schedule. So he is a physician and in addition to that, he's active in like you know, medical societies and professional conferences and pharmaceutical meetings and all of the things. And I was coaching them not too long ago. This is very recent. And he had a a conference coming up and his wife had already like kind of put the kibosh on it because she's like, I am at my limit with you traveling, you not being home. They have three young children. And he ultimately applying this thought, right? There are endless ways to meet in the middle, proposed a solution to her that involved them basically like making this conference for themselves, like a family vacation where she came, the kids came, they, you know, spent time together. She had support. She wasn't like home figuring everything out on their own. And it was their first time doing this with their kids, like having their kids you know, away for multiple days in a hotel and eating out and all of the things. And it was wonderful for them. And so 
what I love about when you're able to really think creatively about how to solve an issue, how sometimes it ends up being better, but then in the creative problem solving experience, you also realize that if we could do it here, we could do it in another topic as well. So you're just building your muscle and you're becoming more resilient as a couple to actually compromise, find creative solutions and solve your issues so much easier. All right. The fifth one, my voice is holding out for us. The fifth one is I'm right and they are wrong. Moving from that line of thinking to I'm after the win-win scenario here. I love and teach heavily on the concept of creating win-win scenarios where it feels like this is just an ultimate win for both of us. So when you have that as the mindset, it matters less who's right and who's wrong. And what you focus on is the ultimate goal, which if we loop all the way back to the first point, you both want the same thing. So the more you stay stuck in this idea that I'm right and they're wrong, the more stuck you stay, not ever really being able to get on the same page. Because who likes to be told you're wrong and I'm right? That's like a recipe for conflict. That's a recipe for disconnection versus how do we create a win-win here? Like, how do we keep that as our focus? How can we ensure that you get what is important to you and I get what is important to me? And that may not always be at the exact same decision point. It may be, okay, I get what I want in this period and then you get what you want in this other period. But you have to be willing to look for the win-win scenario, which means you have to release self-righteousness. You have to release judgment of how your partner is so, so wrong and look for how do we both win here, right? So in summary, it's shifting from I have to get them to understand to we both want the same thing. Shifting from they're so stubborn to this is someone I love who is entitled to their own thoughts. Shifting from we have to solve this now to there's no rush here and we have plenty of time. Shifting from it has to be this way to there are endless ways to meet in the middle. Shifting from I'm right, they're wrong to I'm after the win win scenario. When you apply this new mindset, this new way of thinking, these new beliefs, it will completely change how you have conversations when you're not on the same page. I would love for you to make your homework to really dive into one of these belief shifts and to write it down, 
put it a reminder in your phone, put a post-it note somewhere where you can connect with it every single day for the next week. And watch just how much your heart opens. Watch how much your mind opens. Watch how much easier it is to think about this hot button issue that's really hard for you and your spouse to get on the same page about. Okay, so that's your work. And then I want you to join me next week for our next podcast episode. I will talk more about the actual strategies for getting on the same page. But you got to do the mindset work first. Okay, so that is our deal. You do the homework of practicing one of these new thoughts and then your brain will be ready and you'll be primed to actually execute on the more tactical strategies I am going to share with you next week. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully my voice will be back to normal and I can be a lot more animated and intense (laughs) in sharing this with you. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in. And now a question for you. What did you get out of this episode? The most important part of this work is applying what you hear. I hope you'll do that. And if you loved this podcast, you will love working with me directly even more. I invite you to my website, drshavon.com to learn about my coaching programs and any live masterclasses I may be hosting. And of course, we will meet right back here for the next episode of the podcast. Until then, keep loving your marriage again.